turning a, a family recipe into a food business is is not an uncommon way for for people to start a food business. But I think for today's guest, it's something deeply personal. And Elaine Remy, uh, who's joining us, is the founder of Vise Jamaican Rum Cakes. She's been balancing the challenge of building that f- a food business with her career since 2019. Her cakes are a really special treat, baked in small batches in Cumbria, the rummiest cakes in Cumbria, I believe, um, to a traditional recipe, and they're generously infused with the finest Jamaican white rum. In fact, uh, they come in rummy, rummier, and rummiest flavours, I believe. (laughs) Uh, So welcome, Elaine. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Stephen. What were you doing before you founded Vice Jamaica Rum Cakes? Um, Well... I, I'd lived in France for over 20 years before um, I moved to uh, the Lake District. So I moved to the Lake District in t- January of 2019. And before that, 20 years before, I was in France, as I say. Um, did a degree in French at the University of Bradford, uh, French and Spanish, actually. And um, in 1998, I left, went as an au pair. And then 20 years later, there we go, come back to England. <laughs> Um, but out, whilst I was out there, the last 10 years, I was I started off as a business English trainer and that moved into coaching. So I was uh, when I came here, um, I was doing coaching. Did you ever thought about starting a food business or? Absolutely not. That idea came from my mum, who was my inspiration. So the reason why this company is called Vi's Jamaican Rum Cakes is because Vi was my mum. Um, sadly, she passed away in 2018. And that kind of, um, that, that's when a lot of changes came into my life. And that's why I ended up back living back in England. Um, but at her funeral, there were so many people that were just raving about her cakes. Oh. And I think that was just like, it was a celebration of her life. Her funeral was, it wasn't, you know, obviously there were sad moments, but it was more of a celebration of her life. And um, so, yeah, that just inspired me to, as I always say, turn my loss into a legacy. So that's where the um, inspiration for, for the business comes from. Ah, so how did you how did you set about turning that that kind of that family recipe into a product? Was it a fairly easy process? Did you have to adapt the recipe? <laughs> well, it's actually an ongoing process, um, and it wasn't easy, particularly for me, because I had no baking skills whatsoever. Um, one of my sisters, she used to bake the cakes with my mum. Um, but I just used to lick the spoons, you know, and eat the cakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I used to do. So, um, so yeah, it was a challenge. So I got my sister to help me to, you know, to start to make them do some tests and, and um, yeah, just just went from there. I did some tests out in in the local community with some um, uh, in, uh, networking groups. Um, got inspiration for the names of the cakes. Uh, because when they tasted them they were like oh they're delicious oh they're divine oh they're um, decadent so I had ended up with a whole group of um, adjectives that became the names of the cakes Um, two of the names are in French and that's just to um, kind of bring in my my whole French experience as well um, in there so it, it, it it wasn't easy particularly for me but that's that's probably why as well I decided to well that's definitely why I decided to hand the recipe over to some expert bakers 10 minutes down the road so they were the ones who were making the cakes and I was kind of like the quality controller I guess 
um, and then doing everything else. Literally, they just made the cakes and wrapped them in the wrappers that I gave them. I, I really wanted to have something that was like sustainable. So I chose a biodegradable home compostable packaging. So they made the cakes, they wrapped them. Uh, plus they had a gluten-free kitchen as well, which was certified. So I was able to start first, you know, straight away with the gluten-free recipe and the, the non-gluten-free recipe as well. So was, was the recipe written, this might be a daft question, but was the recipe written down or did you have to kind of reverse engineer it or? Well, you are some brilliant questions though, because it both, um, it was written down, but we had to kind of like reverse engineer because my mum didn't make a, a, a one cake at a time. So the recipe wasn't for one cake. It was for like three cakes of a particular size. So now to try and get that into uh, one cake of a different size, that was a, you know, a whole nother thing. Um, and plus it's really technical. I really didn't realize how technical, you know, cake making is like baking is. You can't just take like a, a recipe for one cake that you made at home or however many and just, you know, get it into the, a commercial kitchen and, and for them to turn out exactly the same. Um, in some sense of the way, I'm still trying to find my mum's recipe, um, how the cakes tasted when my mum made them, because it's just, it's just not the same. Oh, wow. Mm. So how, how have you found working with a commercial, they're, they're hand, it's handmade, it's not a kind of mega yeah. kitchen oh, bakery no. type thing. No, no, no. Yeah, how, have you, how have you found working with, 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 with manufacturers? Um, well, um, so our relationship has changed, actually, um, as, as things do, they evolve, you know, different stages. So they were really lifesavers at the beginning. They, they, they were the ones who allowed me, enabled me to get this business up and running as quickly um, as, as, you know, as, as it did. Um, so, yeah, but one thing that I, I would say is that I didn't have control over what was going on um, to the extent that I do now because I actually make the cakes myself now so since uh, just December of last year um, I've been making the cakes myself and I can see the difference I mean it's, it's a balancing act because there's so much more work to do when you do everything yourself which is why I you know got this um, called on this company uh, but you know what I've exchanged now is that I've got more work to do but I've got more control as well over, you know, the the the, the timings, the 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 suppliers, um, yeah, just just everything really. So yes, um, and you mentioned you've got more work to do. At the moment, you've it sounds like you've got quite a lot on your plate in terms of your career. What you're you're running vies alongside what other things? Well, I do have a full-time job. I newly formed a um, Westmoreland and Furness Council. Before it used to be Cumbria County Council, but they've just we've just had some, you know, changes. So I'm a health and wellbeing uh, officer, which is a coaching role, um, and I also have my private coaching clients, um, and I also run a support group for women who have endometriosis. Um, so uh, and, and other things as well. <laughs> wow. Um, so how quickly were you able to go from thinking I'm going to do this, I'm going to take the take the cake, 
um, I'm going to turn it into a product, to actually having something on, on sale. I decided to set the company up on what would have been my mum's birthday. So I remember it's the 7th of December um, 2019. And I said I sold my first cake um, like just two weeks before the lockdown. So that was March. March so yeah. a few months, really. A few months before. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good going, especially with a, an external manufacturer as well. So. Yeah, well, I was just really, um, really fortunate that everything's on my doorstep. And, and how much did you know about who you're going to sell them to, or how how, how much kind of market research had you done? Mm, didn't I didn't I didn't the, the only market research I did was um, with the few networking groups that I made the cakes for, you know, and that's where I actually came up with the idea from doing getting the rummy rummier and rummiest because when they tasted them there was all sorts of feedback all mostly good you know 99% good um coming back but I thought you know there are some people that like more rum or stronger rum or you know less and weaker so that's where the rummy rummy and rummiest comes so that the rums that I use percentage it's, it's about the percentage of rum um that makes the cakes either rummy, rummier or rummier. So I didn't do like any like, official market research, I just got people to taste them and got the feedback. And this was something that I found really helpful when I decided to, so the first year, it was a bit of a, you know, really difficult, you know, the, the bakery couldn't even open when the first lockdown, we had the first lockdown, if you can remember, so I didn't have anything to sell. Um, but then by Christmas time, that Christmas, everything was seemed to be online. So I did loads of like online markets and that, that worked really well. So the next year when everything opened up, um, I went into the community and I started to do local markets and, and um, you know, local events. And that was just a bigger version of what I'd done in the, in the networking groups, got so much feedback. And then, you know, I just I constantly getting feedback and adapting um to you were selling at markets but you people could taste as well I guess oh gosh yeah yeah always always yeah and and that's when I got ideas for example people saying oh these fruitcakes that would go really well with cheese I'm like cheese and fruitcake uh, I'm from Yorkshire so that seems perfectly logical to me so yeah and that's what people were saying and I tasted it and I'm like wow this is amazing so what I've um, what I've done is you know paired the, the, the cakes up with um with different cheeses um so that's you know things like that you know when you get out into the community you get so much feedback what about pricing did you did you kind of get the pricing right from the start or just did you price it based on the you know the cost of cost of making it plus some margin or did you adapt it to what else you were seeing or yeah well at the beginning I was just selling all of them you know at one price um but then you kind of look at the figures and it's like well if I keep selling like that I'm not gonna have a business so um against my wishes and against you know even like advice I put the prices up and I you know I was I said well if anything you know worst case scenario nobody will buy them and I close the business and you know it was a good try or people will um continue to buy them and uh, fortunately it was uh, the the latter that you know people buy at the prices that I offer them at um the prices I mean I paid the bakers a lot I was buying the cakes for quite a high you know 
rice from the bakery. Um, so I had to, I, I, I had to, you know, to enable to the business to survive. I couldn't go below a certain amount. Yeah. That has now changed as well. Now that I can make the cakes myself, then there's also more scope for margin because before I did actually used to put them into um, retail, but there was so little margin left. It just wasn't worth it. So now that I make them myself, I can actually put them into to retail again and mm -hmm. um, it'd be both worth, worthwhile, more worthwhile. So, and you're still selling online as well. Yeah, my well, main channel is online. There's online and then there's the uh, Christmas time, basically. But at the moment on the website, everything says sold out um, because I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes at the moment. And plus, with you know, my new job and everything, it's just a juggling act. So um, my focus is going to be Christmas because that's when the sales just like explode. Um, I do have a few events that are lined up. Um, so, you know, if there's anything left over from those, then yeah, I'll put them online, but essentially, yeah, just a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Cause I'm, I'm on my own in this company. So, but I think the best thing to do, you know, people are interested just to sign up on, and, and then I send like newsletters updates. So yeah, the website is working, but there's nothing to, to kind of buy on it at the moment. What external support have you turned to in terms of? Uh, I noticed there's some crowdfunding been going on. What, what yeah. aside from the bakery, who else has kind of helped you with the the business? Um, well, the what was the Cumbria Chamber of Commerce? They really helped. I had an advisor um, for, for every year, I think, um, and that was a free service. So that was absolutely amazing. Um, really great support, especially you know when you're doing everything on your own and you don't even know what you're doing. I didn't I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so fortunately I had um an advisor who was in the food business which was absolutely perfect so um how did yeah, you find did they, did they find you did you find them did you know that there was help out there I just I, I can't remember actually but I, I don't think they found me I think I think I found them somehow just through searches on you know the internet of um how to you know support for new businesses uh, oh no 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 it wasn't that it was at the time I was on universal credit and so it was my it was through the job center that they put me in contact with them when I decided to set up the, the company so that's how that's a very positive I mean presumably uh, up and down the country people have got access to that kind of thing but maybe just don't know about it yeah maybe well the, the yeah the website um I used to first of all I had a oh god what's that company called for the websites the um uh Shopify yeah Shopify thank you uh but then I was like no I, I've got too much to do I can't keep doing everything so I found a local company um a cumbering company so they built the website um and yeah my designer who did sign the the, the the logo and all of the branding and everything all of those people I found because I work with different local companies um, and uh, I found them through networking in the area and then there was the NatWest uh, back business match funding um, campaign which I'm really fortunate to get on that because it doesn't exist anymore but um, so what you had to do was raise five thousand pounds you had to have 100 if my memory is correct you had to have 100 people to raise £5,000 over a certain period and they would match from that. So 
in fact I I raised six thousand pounds so they gave me five thousand pounds and from that I was able to buy a delivery van and um get it all branded so oh, that's interesting that's a, that's that's not the first thing I'd think of when raising money for a food business so that that kind of that that helps you you're delivering to, to shops delivering to people just everywhere yeah and and the thing is it's so important because in the community if you got branded even if it wasn't I'd be around in the community and the the people would be seeing me so it was like an it was a marketing um kind of thing as well brilliant how much importance would you place on branding and marketing I mean how how has that been a help or has it really been something that's about your connections locally that's that sold the, the products um I think it's important part and and for me you know every everything for me is intentional the colors the you know the the, the purple um the purple is actually like violet and it comes from vi ah. <laughs> so vi and the violet uh, my mum loved flowers, so there's a flower on there as well. Um, you know, and, and the gold as well. Uh, the gold and white, they're just colours that I love, actually. Um, but I think the brand is really important. Yeah. Very yeah. luxurious. It's um, Yeah, it, 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 is, it is kind of luxury colour, isn't it? Um, um, and what are the plans for the next couple of years? Do you, can you look that far forward? or? Um, um, I, I, I can try, but who knows what will happen, you know? Um, so as I said, there's quite a lot going on behind the scenes at the moment. And, um, I've actually just come off a call with the University of Cumbria because they've got a researcher who is looking at, um, making, uh, vegan and gluten-free cakes. So that's really exciting um yeah so that's 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 the plan is to have a new type of cake um hopefully for January uh, which is obviously in January um so that that's the main that's the main thing um and also another idea that I'm working on at the moment is to to transform the the company into a social enterprise so I'm also working with um you know, people to to get that to get that going as well because I'd love, I'd love it to be a community project and to have more people on board. Um, what would what would that mean in practice in terms of running the business? Well, that probably mean um, baking. Well, making the cakes in this. I found a space already, um, Kendall, down the road where they have a kind of like a community cafe. So it would be making the cakes, selling them there, you know, and getting volunteers to to help. Um, to do that especially those who are feeling like isolated in the community um, who want to meet people make friends so um, yeah just, just a space to, to make the cake and sell them with with, uh, with volunteers. Brilliant that's, uh, that's really interesting I think it's time for some questions there's a couple in the chat Sally asks oh Sally in fact says your cake sound yummy do you plan to do any food trade shows this year? Um, I've already done one, and it was the Lakes Hospitality Trade Show. Uh, last year, I was at the NEC with the, on the This Is Cumbria stand. But what I'm finding is that these um, they're, they're really expensive. And because I'm not making the cakes in as great a quantity as I was before, then I don't have the, um, 
the the cash to to outlay and I, I don't really want to get into debt uh, I want this to become like a debt-free um I did have a loan at the beginning which is paid off now so I'm trying to keep everything you know if I don't have the cash then I don't do it yeah. so what I've decided to do is to do local events that don't cost you know very much but there is an event that does have a cost to it a greater cost which is the lakes hospitality trade show which i did i think it was in february or march of this year and i really love that one so i i'll be doing that next year um but no i haven't really planned on doing any other like major events this year but that, that might change next year yeah i've realized there's one question i i wanted to ask which is how did you meet Thea Pathetis? Oh gosh, yeah, Theo. Yeah, that was um, that was a real surprise because I discovered that he does this. Um, it's called Small Business Sundays, like hashtag SBS on Twitter. And so you just respond to his tweet with your story in an, an set amount of words, and then he chooses six winners on the Monday. So um, I did that. That was in twenty twenty. I think it was 20 or no 2021 and so I entered on I entered seven times on the seventh time which was on Mother's Day um I was chosen to be one of the winners so I was really happy about that because obviously this is all about my mum so um yeah and and so because of Covid and that we couldn't actually have the annual event until I think it was two years after or year after so I ended up meeting him last year having a picture taken I gave him some cakes actually oh. and um it's lovely he wrote he wrote a letter back to me thanking me for them and so it was, yeah it's really nice you don't fancy going on Dragon's Den then well not really <laughs> I, I I did kind of they did they did actually contact me um but uh, yeah I I need some help with the figures and things like that and you that you've got to really know your figures and um that that with everything that's going on it's just not possible for me to do that at the moment but put it on the on the to, on the to-do list the bucket list yeah. <laughs> um is that is the sort of food business is it seem quite quite lively in cumbria oh man it's massive i mean gosh Everywhere you turn here, there are artisan companies of, of really high quality. They've all won awards. You know, they've got the Michelin star restaurants. I think it's probably the area in the country where there's the most Michelin star restaurants. So it's a very foodie county. So I'm really privileged as well to be here, just to be around that, because that, that has that has an influence as well on on how how I show up in the market. Excellent. And uh, we got one more question. Hussein asks, are you thinking about expanding outside of Cumbria? Oh, well, the cakes are delivered all over the country. They're, you know, mail order. So they, they, you know, I'm based here. They're made here, but they've been shipped out to the Isle of Man, you know, to the Isle of Wight, all over the country. So already a, a national national market. So you, you, when you look at going into retail, I guess you probably start locally, will you? And yeah, I I, I will, yeah, definitely start locally because I've got contacts as well. As I said, I've been in, you know, local farm shops and um, you know, read, you know, different companies, yeah, retailers. So I would start locally. Thank you so much. Thanks to everyone for their questions.
So, uh, yeah, thanks, Alain. Thanks for joining us. I know, I know you're busy and really appreciate you taking time out um, to, to, to join us this morning. Uh, if anyone wants to try Vice Jamaican Rum Cakes, uh, you probably can't at the moment. Um, um, you will be able to in about a week's time, yeah, because ah, I'm making so, them so on Tuesday. So. <laughs> really, so keep an eye on www.visejamaicanrumcakes.co.uk and you will be able to buy some of those rummy, rummier or rummiest cakes um, there. <laughs> Um, on the Frog Hop website, there's lots more resources for food founders at frogopcouk slash resources. And all the other previous food founders interviews are available wherever you get your podcasts. Search for food founders interviews or go to frogopcouk forward slash podcasts. Um, thanks again for joining. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Elaine. It's been really interesting and uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for inviting me along. Brilliant. And uh, I'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Great. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.